This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder, Andy Baskin, Meredith Kane is our outstanding producer. Uh, as we look at the Browns' schedule, and when we last left you before the bye, it was the Browns 6-2 and two going into the bye. And you're feeling confident about that, Daryl, right? I am very, very confident. And as we go through this, I am assuming that Deshaun Watson is playing from week one, that there is no discipline, uh, because – that, I think that's the fairest way to do it. He has not been uh, disciplined by the league. He is available. So uh, I am proceeding as if he is uh, going to start all 17 games for the Browns. But, yeah, 6-2 and two, I think is very, very doable. Odds are they'll probably go into the bye 5-3 and because it's the NFL. They'll probably lose a game that everyone expects them to win or win a game that no one expects them to win. So that's just how the NFL and the law averages work out. But, yeah, I, I think going into the bye week 6-2, and two, very, very doable. All right, let's look at the second half of the season because it's significantly, on paper today, looks much tougher than the beginning of the season. And you go right to uh, – the, the good part about it is – it's November 13th. It's probably going to be warm still in Miami, and you go to Miami to start things off after the bye. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they come out of the bye uh, refreshed, and they win that game. So they will uh, – I got them starting, believe it or not, 7-2. and two. And they've only won seven games in a season four times since 1999. So this will be the, the fifth year that the Browns are going to win at least seven games in a season. And by those standards, it's going to be a good year for the Browns football. So uh, I, I got them coming out of the bye with a victory in Miami. Uh, so, again, when the Browns travel, it seems to be they're traveling in packs, and that's very evident in the second half of the season where they're road, road, home, road, road, home, home, road, road. And so that's the way the season plays out. And I think one of the toughest games of the season, uh, two of the toughest games of the season are going to be back-to-back, especially depending on – Tom Brady, because you're looking at two of the best quarterbacks in the game. When you go to Buffalo on November 20th, um, where the temperature should be anywhere between 48 and 34 degrees going up against a team that was 11 and 6, and Browns fans always keep their eye on. Yeah, well, th this is where the adversity kicks in, and we'll really find out what this football team uh, is made of. 
I, I believe I read they travel the fourth fewest miles of any team this year. They leave the Eastern time zone just once, and that's when they go to Houston. Otherwise, they play every every game this year in the Eastern time zone. It's, right. it's, it's, it's incredible. They No West Coast trip uh, for them. Uh, you know, no six-hour plane rides or whatever uh, it is to, to get to the left coast. But uh, this is where I think the adversity uh, starts to kick in a little bit. It's in Buffalo, home field advantage to the Bills. Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, again, compelling television. But I do think Buffalo wins the game. All right, and so the next week you get Tampa, but Tampa's at home. That's the one thing about it. And, and, and you wonder where Tom Brady is like if if – Tampa comes off to a slow start, and he know he has all this money sitting in a television booth waiting for him. I wonder how Tom Brady's going to be when you hit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday, November 27th, and so that'll be week 12. And that that stretch right there is going to be extremely tough. Yeah, it really is because with Tom Brady back, the Buccaneers are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But of the, of the two games, I just I think it's plausible the Browns could split those games, and quite frankly. I think that's what they need to do. But just to kind of balance this thing out and not just be, you know, complete Homer show podcast here playing the schedule game, I'll say this is where the Browns lose back-to-back games for the first time in the season. So I'm going to give them a loss there uh, just because of the Tom Brady Hall of Fame factor. And, again, just trying to balance this thing out. But uh, back-to-back losses here uh, in November they're on the uh, the 20th and the 27th to the Bills and the Bucks, the Killer Bees. All right, as interesting as it might be week one to see Baker Mayfield on the sidelines uh, against Carolina, it could be really interesting to see Deshaun Watson going up against Houston on December 4th as the Browns travel to the Texans. Yeah, and I, 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 I like Deshaun uh, going to Houston and winning that game. Uh, he'll certainly be plenty motivated. Remember, he did not play during the 2021 season. Uh, that was a you know a mutual agreement between the two parties uh, at following his trade uh, request, which came just months after he had signed a contract extension with them, uh, which the Browns then, of course, tore up and gave him 230 uh, million uh, guaranteed cash. But yeah, I, 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 there's going to be some distraction that week for uh, Deshaun, but I'm confident that he's mature enough to be able to deal with it. He's certainly going to be motivated, wanting to go to Houston and put on the show. So I say the Browns win that game. Three of the last five games for the Browns are against the AFC North, which I think makes things great. And then the next two weeks after after you're traveling to Houston, then you make the short trip down to Cincinnati and you take on the Bengals who are coming back as the AFC champions. And then, you know, this is their game at Cincinnati. And um, it'll be interesting. It, it will de- again, This is a game where I think it depends on who our quarterback is. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, assuming four will be on the field, I, I think that they lose this one. I, I, the goal, as I mentioned earlier, split within the division at worst. I do think they split with the Bengals this year, even though the Browns uh, have had a tremendous amount of success against Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. Uh, but I, I think that uh, Cincinnati uh, bounces back and starts this stretch run for the Browns on a sour note. All right, so now we're down to the final four games of the season, the last quarter. Uh, the Ravens on Saturday, December 17th, that game could be on a Saturday or a Sunday. It's one of those flex games. Remember, we were in that last year. Yep. Uh, but that game is at home. And uh, what am I looking at here for December 17th? 
Uh, you're probably looking at uh, temperatures between 30 and 37 degrees on the lakefront. Who knows what the wind's like at that game, too? Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I think that uh, the home field advantage uh, will kind of kick in. Uh, I had them losing earlier uh, this year in Baltimore, so I'm going to split it and say that the Browns win uh, at First Energy Stadium and knock off the Ravens and really position themselves – uh, for an intriguing holiday stretch. All right, speaking of the holidays, now we get to Christmas Eve and you've got the Saints. Uh, what, what, three games on Christmas Eve, right? Is there, or, no, or three games on Christmas. One it, of the, yeah, there's a triple. It's, it's, it's the triple header on Christmas. On Christmas, okay. So as the, the NFL of the... tries to overshadow the NBA, because as we know, the, uh, the Christmas holiday has traditionally been the NBA's holiday, but uh, Christmas falls on a Sunday this year, so... Too bad NBA. <laughs> well, the good part the good part about that Christmas Eve game is that it is in Cleveland again. So again, and the, the Saints and that's are coming it, to town. What what better are. team to have in town on Christmas than my New Orleans Saints? <laughs> so you've got them on Christmas Eve. That's the final regular season home game uh, for the Browns as well. Right. You got a dome team coming to Cleveland on Christmas Eve. Temperatures in the 30s and the 20s. If your quarterback is healthy and is playing well and the rest of the team is healthy, that, that could be a nice game for the Browns. I'm very conflicted about this, but Drew Brees, let's be honest about it, is retired. He is no right. longer the quarterback of the Saints. Sean Payton is no longer the coach. So, uh, yeah, I got the Browns. Uh, no bah humbug this year. No coal in the stocking. Uh, the Browns get a win, and uh, everybody going to be drinking eggnog in celebration. All right, we're going into the final two games of the season. They're both on the road against Washington and Pittsburgh. What's the record you have for the Browns at this point? Uh, don't make me do math. Uh, let's see here. I think I got them at ten and five. They're ten so are and they five. In the, are they in the playoffs at ten and five? Uh, I'll tell you if they're in the playoffs when we're done. All right, sounds good enough. Let's go to the next games uh, at Washington. The first time we'll ever see the Commanders. So as Ooh. awkward as it's felt to see the Guardians. It is equally as awkward to say the Commanders. Happy New Year, Browns fans. Win number 11. Here it comes against Carson Wentz, maybe, and the Commanders. Uh, they start the New Year uh, 2023 off on the right foot. They win their 11th of the season, and that gets them into the playoffs. So January 1st, with two weeks to go in the season, it looks like the, the Browns can make the playoffs according to Daryl Ryder's wisdom. And so now you go into the last week of the season – and you'll be jockeying for playoff position, or if I'm listening to you right, you may actually have a chance to rest some guys that last week of the season at Pittsburgh if things go well, and Deshaun Watson is your starting quarterback. Yeah, but it's Heinz Field, and the Browns, unless it's a playoff game, always lose at Heinz Field. So they're going to lose the season finale uh, against the Steelers, but they finish 11-6, and and that will be good enough to get them into the postseason. I don't know if 11-6 and is going to win them the division, Andy, but I feel pretty confident that uh, if they if the Browns are relatively healthy this year, I I really like this schedule for them, and I think it's going to be a very fun fun season. I've got them finishing eleven and six, and I just hope I don't live to regret this as much as I regret picking them to go to the Super Bowl last year. Well, don't feel bad because I have them around the same thing. I just I can't I can't get a handle on if it's like nine, ten, or eleven. Yeah. I th if if Deshaun Watson is quarterback, I feel like it's eleven, 
and, I, and we're on the same page. But it, you just don't know. We don't know what's going on with the suspension. So when I see Deshaun under center, I'll say the schedule game plays out to uh, 11 wins. If I don't and Jacoby Brissett's there, I feel like they're going to be a 500 team. They'll have opportunities to make the playoffs, but um, they'll have to go above and beyond uh, at the end of the season. And it could feel very much like the Steelers making the playoffs last year. The Browns could be in that same kind of similar situation yep. if Jacoby Brissett is their starting quarterback for this season. At least that's the way I see it. All right, so, Daryl, we have played the schedule game, and I know we've asked people to hang around. I, it was a big story to me, at least. I looked, and I was following you on Instagram, and you had said – or was it Twitter? That Twitter. you had said Deshaun Watson had blocked you, and I was like, why would Deshaun Watson block Daryl Ryder? Yeah, I, I don't know. I certainly didn't uh, tweet, uh, write, or post anything offensive uh, about him or direct any uh, vulgarity or profanity uh, at him. Um, you know, so I, I, screen, I, I was shocked, too, a little surprised. Not upset. I just was surprised, uh, you know, because it is important for me uh, as someone who covers the team on a daily basis to be able to see players' social media it, 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 because in this day and age, players make news on social media that's that's just you know where we're at so it's important for me to be able to to see what they post and uh, and and whatnot so was kind of surprised so uh i made the fatal mistake of trying to have a little fun with it uh we all remember the, the chris mortensen espn report about uh you know someone in the organization telling him that they wanted an adult in the room at quarterback uh right. to replace baker mayfield a little veiled shot uh at six so I thought that I was going to have a little innocent fun, screenshot uh, the fact that Deshaun blocked me, and then, you know, post, hey, this is the new uh, adult uh, in the room, hashtag Browns. Mm. And right. I ended up getting ratioed in a very profane, uh, vulgar way by Browns fans. And so I uh, ended up having to spend the next 48 hours uh, blocking uh, a lot of fans, uh, almost a thousand fans I, I had to block because of the direct messages and the, the comments that were being uh, thrown my way. Um, and, you know, a, a, and then that led to, um, you know, fans coming at me for not being an adult and taking all of the vulgarity and profanity that was being directed in my uh, direction. And so uh, my response to that is I, I, I get it right. Uh, you know, being called a hypocrite because, you know, uh, I'm making wisecracks about Deshaun blocking me. And then here I am blocking fans. Well, let me explain to you the difference. The difference is, uh, th the messages that I was receiving, I had to close the DMS, uh, to fans because it like I can't even read them even though we're on a podcast and we don't have to worry about right. the FCC or anything like that we we, we want to keep this a very fr family friendly podcast and so my thing is if, if, if my my rules for blocking are that if you hate following me so much I'm doing you a favor if I block you uh, number one right. or if you think I suck <laughs> at my job so bad Again, I'm doing you a favor by blocking you. You don't have to see what I post anymore, so I don't know why you're mad that I block you. And then, right. and then the trigger for me to block is if you uh, spew vulgarity at me. Um, I just I don't believe that that's how you converse with people. I think that regardless of how you feel about somebody, that you treat them with respect. Uh, my my job, my position, I am required to treat. Uh, listeners and followers with respect. 
And that means that I do not uh, post anything profane or vulgar or offensive or, you know, whatnot uh, in response or just in general. So uh, I expect that to be a two-lane highway there. Don't send it to me. If you want to say, hey, I stink at my job or I need to be better at this or whatever, I'm all about the free speech. But when you start going the seven dirty words on me and then some uh, and, uh, you know, calling me a bunch of names and and things like that, I'm just going to I'm just I'm not going to put up with it. I'm going to block you. And that's the end of it. And again, if you want to sit there and say I stink at my job, don't get don't complain about being blocked because I'm doing you the public service. I don't want to trigger you. I don't I don't want to put you in a bad mood by following me and you see my tweets pop up or whatever. Like, so don't be mad at me if I blocked you. You should be overjoyed. Thank God. I don't have to see Daryl Ryder's tweets anymore because he's a jerk or insert whatever <laughs> vulgar name you want to call me uh, there. But yeah, so, so th- you know, that's the difference. I didn't tweet anything profane or vulgar at Deshaun. Right. I didn't, you know, take veiled shots at Deshaun or anything like that. Unfortunately, we have a very sensitive, difficult situation that we have to talk about and I have to write about and cover uh, in regards to these allegations, I have stressed that these are allegations. It's not my job to adjudicate the cases that are, are levied against him. Um, I hate the fact that we have to do so much hot take in our business uh, at times, you know, especially with this. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I've done radio shows and you're like, so do you think he gets suspended? Do you think he did it? Are you, if, you know, you, do you, you don't believe the it? women. And, and it's like, no, it's, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. I just know what I've been told. I know what I've read. Uh, I've read the filings and, and, and things like that. It's, it's not my job to say whether he's guilty or innocent. That's for the court of law to determine, uh, or in this case, liability because that's what right. he is what's going on here this is about liability two grand juries have said there's not enough to uh prosecute him criminally so um you know it, i i i certainly don't enjoy it uh, the fact that you know we're doing a we had some fun doing a schedule game we don't know if Deshaun gets to play all 17 i'm not rooting for him to to be suspended at all i hope he plays all 17 um i think he's an electrifying player uh, from a pure football standpoint, it was absolutely the right move to make. From a personal standpoint, yeah. I mean, the Browns have to wear uh, the the bad press that, that comes with him right now because of uh, what he is accused of. And, uh, again, uh, it, you know, I think we have a responsibility to take the allegations seriously. And that doesn't mean that we say he did it. Uh, that or that we're convicting him of something, but I, I do think it's important that um, you know, as prevalent as sexual assault is, I mean, Andy, I, I've had seven women who I've known for years tell me that they, uh, after the, this trade went down, tell me that they were victims of sexual assault or rape, and mm. I. I was, and, you know, pardon my ignorance. I, I know it's out there. I know it happens. It's terrible that it happens. Um, I had no idea just how prevalent sexual assault is in our society. I, I admit and I feel terrible that I was so ignorant to that. 
So, yeah, I, I, I think that you do have to take the allegations that have been levied against him seriously. And I think you can take him seriously without convicting him in the court of public opinion and allowing these processes to play out. But, yeah, it, tough, tough week on social media. I'm not going to lie because, I look, I don't right. like reading that You're stuff. You're human. You're human. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, I mean, I feel the same way, Daryl. Like, when I start looking at some of the stuff, and it used to really affect me when we were doing the shows on the air, I'm like – and, and then you got to remember that, and again, th this has nothing to do with Sean Watson, that when you're looking at some of the social media stuff, you're like, okay, this is one person. I wonder how many people that person reflects. I think that goes through my mind a lot. Oh, I found um, out that it reflects a lot of people because I got a lot of them. Like I said, yeah. I, I unfortunately, I ended up blocking like a thousand people over a 48 to 72 hour stretch. That's how, yeah, I think that's this, how bad yeah. it was. That I mean, this it, is. It, yeah, it was pretty ugly. Why, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, but, Daryl, this is why, like, I, mute is the greatest button on earth. And, you know, when I always look for inspiration when I start getting mean tweets and stuff like that, I just go back to Jay Bills. I go to Jay Billis's account, and yeah. I look and I see Jay Billis follows no one and has thousands of followers. So yeah. that was interesting. Okay, Daryl, so we've got Rookie Minicamp coming up. We'll talk about that on the next edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. want to thank Meredith Kane, our producer, and, of course, Daryl Ryder, our outstanding Browns beat reporter at 92.3 The Fan. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. Feel free to hop in, too, on Twitter with us, at GameDayCLE. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.